Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Our topic today is Divinity Through Detachment. My guest is R.J. Spina, author of Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. If you haven't watched RJ's short video about how he cured himself after having received a medical diagnosis of permanent paraplegia, I encourage you to check out his short video describing the cure. I'm linking to it now in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. Not only was he diagnosed with permanent paraplegia, in other words, paralysis from the chest on down. He also had staphylococcus, diabetes, pancreatitis, Hashimoto's immune, autoimmune disease, hypothyroidism, as well as a syndrome called autonomic dysreflexia. So, uh, uh, his self-cure is really quite an amazing story, and I think it adds credibility to his other very intuitively based comments about how that healing occurred and how it can be of benefit to other people. RJ is in the San Diego area, and now I'll switch over to the internet video. Welcome, RJ. It's a pleasure once again to be with you. Likewise. It's always good to see you, my friend. Thank you. We'll be talking about detachment today, and I know from our previous conversations that right at the very core of the work you do is the idea of detachment. Jeff, I've always felt it's the key to unlocking everything. Mm -hmm. Detachment. And what I mostly hear from people <laughs> when I first talk about it, once I start working with them, it's, you know, they start to have the tangible experience and then they actually know what I'm talking about. But this fear of losing things, people fear that their relationship will end if they start to get detached. They fear that they're going to have to change their profession and all this kind of stuff. And it's just interesting. You just get more out of everything when you're detached, which I think is the opposite of what people think. They, you know, they, well, that's just a thought, right? But they think they lose everything through detachment. I've gained everything through, det through detachment, which sounds like an oxymoron, but I mean, that's been my experience. I'm asked sometimes, Jeff, uh, RJ, what's the most important thing to, to work on in terms of uh, spiritual growth, healing, working on my own self-realization? And uh, number one is always consistent. And it's it's always detachment. And I think it, it is not fully understood, uh, at least in terms of the way that I experience it and, and the, at least the way that I teach it and instruct it. And uh, I think it's the key to really everything. It's, it's the key to the depth and the richness of the human experience. It's the key to being able to understand ourself. And it's also the key in terms of being able to reach and be connected to our own higher mind, our own higher states of consciousness. And through that, 
You can even say directly to the divine. I suppose the first issue is detachment from from what? I know many spiritual traditions talk about detachment from desire, letting go of your desires. They say desires are the root of every problem. And I've heard other teachers who, whom I admire equally who, who say, no, no, the more desires you have, the more desirable you become. Uh, I would probably lean towards uh, the former in terms of that. Uh, but let, let's just add from, you know, from my take on it, how I see detachment, Jeff. For me, the key to detachment is the non-identification with body-mind. Now, that is really what allows what we really are to come fully online. It's through the detachment and non-identification with thoughts, emotions, bodily sensations, and bodily experiences. Once there is sufficient detachment from what we could call maybe the human condition, what we start to experience directly is really what we are. And from my perspective, that's sentience, which is a divine intelligence and a, a, an indirect fractal of God through the higher self and then, to, and then to us. So by not having our energies rush forward into personhood is how is how I describe it allows and that has to do with meditation being present having the energy just beneath the belly button above the groin having complete clarity and emotional stability because the energy hasn't rushed forward into the mental body and into the emotional body by detaching from body mind by detaching from what is actually happening and simply being we could call it observer mode, if you like. True understanding of the self is happening automatically because what we're experiencing now directly is the self. We haven't rushed forward into the mental or an emotional, and instead we're just thinking and emoting, analyzing, judging, planning based upon our identifications, which goes hand in hand with the ego mind identity or identifications. So the ability to detach and surrender deeper within the self is also what gives us that our consciousness itself becomes a conduit to our own higher mind, as well as our higher intuitive functions. This is really what we want to use to imbue the intellect rather than being attached to body-mind the five physical senses, the data stream that's coming into the five physical senses ends up being the fodder for the intellect. That's extremely limited based upon the narrow bandwidth of our five physical senses. So that limits our ability to understand things because we're only using our finite mind because we're attached to body-mind. So as we sort of surrender or retreat, you could think of it as meditation, if you like. A natural state of detachment starts to take over. You start to experience what you really are directly. And this is the conduit to everything. Your higher mind, the connectivity to one another, to all life, to divinity, to God, to our guides and helpers, you, you name it. It's once we are detached from body-mind, the true connectivity takes place because the five senses and the intellect cannot pierce the veil 
of what it is that we're talking about. So it's only through direct detachment do we really experience ourself, our higher mind, and communion with all existence. I gather from what you're saying that you make a clear separation between the body and the mind and the self or the higher self. And it, also, it, there's a sense of judgmentalism in there that body-mind is limiting. It's like a little prison you're stuck in, but the higher self is, is good. Well, there, there, there's no real good or bad. So I just like to say that we limit ourselves through identification to anything. And so the main identification and the main foundation of the human character that we create, the, the ego mind identity, is identification with the physical form. Now, once we identify with something, we limit our consciousness. There's a gigantic contraction of our consciousness. And then our own higher mind is left offline. And what we really are is our higher mind. And it's our higher mind that is what's behind the ability to perceive the ability to understand. It's actually the activities of the higher mind that imbues the intellect, that imbues what it is that we perceive. So to transcend the limitations of the human experience, that doesn't mean to shun it, but to transcend it and go beyond it while it's simultaneously occurring. Detachment is really the key in order to do that. And maybe... As an analogy, Jeff, if, uh, if you went to go touch a crystal and you wanted to really understand what that crystal was like, it wouldn't make sense to put on three pairs of mittens or three gloves and then go touch the crystal. There's too much in between the awareness and the thing that you're trying to understand. So what we would want to do is remove any filter that we can. We would want to remove those gloves. And so from my perspective and from my direct experience, detaching from the identification with the body-mind allows us to experience ourselves directly and then all of existence directly because we're not going through the filter of the body-mind. The body-mind is still there. The body-mind is going to work. You can't turn off your senses. But only using them is a, is a tremendous limitation because they're only attuned to the lower frequencies of the physical universe. And what we are is actually attuned to everything. And the only way to actually gain that access again is, is through this detachment. Obviously, a lot of people come to you because they're interested in healing, and healing means working with the body-mind. So it's sort of paradoxical. I want to become detached from my mind and from my body in order to heal them. Yeah, it, do, it does seem that way, for sure. Uh, and maybe sometimes, which is why I use all these uh, silly analogies, uh, if we think of our, our car, right? So when we get in our car... Jeff, we know we're not our car, right? Okay, hopefully. So the other, the other thing in terms of healing, if we get in our car and we recognize or realize or it's brought to our attention that there's something about the car that isn't working, right? We're very dispassionate about that and we just get it fixed. We either do it ourselves or we just take it to a mechanic. There's no mentalization or emotionalization or the idea that, oh my God, this is never going to get better. There's no way to have this fixed. What am I going to do? 
We don't do that because there's a level of detachment because we know that we're not that vehicle. And then therefore it allows the process of repairing that vehicle to take place. The same thing as an analogy, the same thing, Jeff, from my experience and from working with lots and lots of people, that level of detachment gives us the space between what we are and the body mind. And now once we have that space between what we are and the body mind, we can actually now work on the body mind, just like you would work on a car or a truck or anything like that. And that detachment is completely necessary because without that space, you don't see it as something that can be fixed. You see it as you. And that's the identification that blocks our own self-realization and, and our own ability to self-heal, the, the detachment. And it's kind of like removing those the gloves or the mittens. We now have a much direct and better understanding of the body-mind because we are detached from it. There certainly are schools of thought that maintain, particularly in somatic psychology, that that's exactly what we are. We are our body and that uh, uh, they tend to think disparagingly about the so-called spiritual approaches that might suggest there's something beyond the body. Uh, we are all free to believe whatever it is that we want. And I can only talk about, and I only talk about what it is that I experience directly and what it is that I've done with my own body-mind in terms of putting it back together and my own level of consciousness in terms of what I'm able to access it and realize. For me, I can't do any of the things that, uh, that I do. Uh, it's all predicated upon detachment. If I limited my consciousness to body-mind, there wouldn't be much for you and I to talk about other than what it is my five eyes, excuse me, my five senses perceive. So it becomes incredibly limited and through meditation, when done properly, proper meditation annihilates the idea that we're merely human because you start to experience a set of perceptions and understandings that go way past the five senses and the intellect. And so to me, it's not even a, a question as to whether uh, we are spirit or soul or consciousness or sentience, I like to say. And this, as a little child, as we've talked about this, I was always outside of my body looking at my body. I never had to wrestle uh, with the idea that, oh, I am my body mind. No, it's obvious and tangible. And the more that we practice detachment, the more this will become obvious and tangible. And I think, Jeff, if I go on for one more minute here, I think it's completely misunderstood in terms of detachment. So I work with lots of people for healing, but also for self-realization, just in terms of uh, expanding their consciousness, moving moving their life forward in a more holistic and uh, peaceful way. People think they're going to lose something as they become detached. It's actually just the opposite. You only get to experience the richness and the depth of things when you remove yourself from the identification with it. And then the true majesty and awe of all life and all existence becomes tangible rather than experiencing it through the filter, the limited filter of the ego mind identity and the body mind construct. This is the key to our civilization actually advancing because right now we have divided ourselves internally. And of course, we now divide the world through the intellect. That is a very specific tool that cuts, dices, fragments, and compartmentalizes. It's the wrong tool to put everything back together in terms of things are eternally whole 
And unless you detach from the body-mind, you can never actually realize this or experience this within yourself or within the, the collective consciousness. Well, I know in your book, you have many of what you call shortcuts to help people detach. Let's talk about some of those. Yeah. That, thanks, Jeff. Yes. The, it's, uh, one of the struggles that we have, uh, all human beings have, is the ability to uh, be present or quiet the monkey mind, right? Thinking, thinking, thinking. Okay. And I understand why. We're inundated with stimulus. And that we're in a reactionary state to reacting to everything that we see based upon our identifications. So what I've discovered are very simple ways to bring us to, to the present moment and to start to foster uh, the authenticity of what we really are, which is the self or the sentience. And we get to form some detachment from thought and emotion, from body-mind, which is actually how we get thrown out of whack and get sick. So one of the things that we can do, as silly as it sounds, but it's very effective, if we just pretend that we're two eyes floating in space with no brain attached, you can't think. You actually can't think as opposed to I can't meditate. So now in one second, we have flipped the whole paradigm around by simply just pretending that your two eyes, perception, awareness, beingness, two eyes floating in space with no brain attached. Now we actually start to get some level of separation from body-mind. And what will also start to happen, you'll start to feel a presence, a beingness, a sensation, in the center of the chest without effort. That's the real you. The consciousness is sitting right here. This is just a viewfinder. And another way to look at that, Jeff, where all, most of us are familiar with what a periscope is on a ship, right? Okay, the periscope is kind of just like a viewfinder, telescope, binoculars, you know, however you want to say it, right? And there's no computer attached to the back of the periscope. There's no brain attached to the back of the periscope. Now, who is it that's looking through the periscope? It's the captain who's way down deep in the hull of the ship. We, the sentience, are the captain. And it sits way down deep between the heart and the spine. And this is a periscope. Eyes, ears, nose, mouth, sensory data, periscope. Now, when we start to work with that, that we are the captain residing way down deep in the hull of the ship, and this is a periscope, instant meditation, you can't think, and you're starting to experience the self-consciousness, sentience, directly. This fosters this level of detachment and non-identification with body-mind. And now we're going to become incredibly wiser and more powerful and more compassionate because all of those things are aspects or attributes of the consciousness itself, not the intellect and not the body-mind. The body-mind doesn't have compassion. You do. What you really are has compassion and wisdom.
And so it's through detachment or through some of these silly little, what I call magic tricks, real magic tricks, because it moves the energy automatically. We start to have these experiences. And the more that we foster these experiences, the more peaceful, the more loving, the more wise we actually become because we're experiencing it directly. And now when there's an issue with body-mind, we have sufficient detachment and awareness of what we really are. We can work on ourselves just like we would work on the car. The carburetor isn't working or the starter isn't working or, 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 or the, we have flat tire, whatever it is, there's detachment. And now we can simply work on the vehicle in a way that puts us back in alignment. All of that makes perfect sense to me, but for one little thing, which is getting in touch with the self at the center of the chest also seems like it's just a different version of body-mind. Through practice, you'll start to realize, and this only happens through, but we get good at what we practice, right? So the more that we practice, we could call it meditation or detachment. The more we realize that what is really occupying in here has nothing to do with body-mind. It's what gives birth to the body-mind. It literally gives birth to it. We slide into this body and we slide out of this body. No one takes the body with them. No one is actually the body-mind. And it's only through our own lack of detachment from it do we never come to this realization all fear and all anxiety leaves you when you start to reside as the self that is whole and complete. There's no more worry. There's no more worry about death. There's no more anxiety over mental projections because there's a space between it from detachment. It's much harder to get sick when we operate in this way, but it just takes a little practice and hopefully those magic tricks, those shortcuts where we're able to experience non-thought or meditation and detachment instantaneously is, is a gateway or a starting point for human beings to be able to work on themselves and experience themselves directly. Well, I like that term, magic tricks. And it suggests to me that it takes only the most gentle, subtle shift in awareness to achieve this level of detachment. It's, it doesn't have to occur through huge effort. Yeah, that, Jeff, on the money, right? So all the huge effort, effort and trying is because we're trying to be something that we're not, our ego mind identity. That's why there's such a net. We're so used to efforting and trying all the time. Well, a, a dog doesn't have to try to be a dog. It's a dog. You don't have to try to be yourself. You are yourself. All the effort is in trying to be something that you're not, which is the character that we've created and the story that we've created through identification with thoughts, emotions, bodily sensations, and bodily experiences. So it becomes impossible to live up to something that you're not. And that's where all the trying and effort is. So these new magic tricks, have nothing to do with effort. In fact, it's actually the literally the polar opposite. It's through complete non-effort and instantaneous recognition of detachment, instantaneous recognition of what you really are, which is this beingness that is just pure perception that is occupying temporarily inside this vehicle, just like when you're inside driving your car. It's the exact same thing. And it's, it's really the key to us, what I call ascending the frequencies, because the self is a supreme frequency. So as we attune body-mind to this supreme frequency, 
We naturally raise in vibration and a rising tide lifts all ships. We will cease with the nonstop judgment and analysis of everything and everyone. And all of a sudden the connectivity and communion of what is will start to become tangible. And this only becomes tangible through detachment. Part of, from an intellectual point of view, that concerns me about your description, the analogy of the driver in the car, is a bit reminiscent of a notion that's been pretty thoroughly debunked, which is sometimes called the ghost in the machine. That, you know, there's a little homunculus, a little person, a ghost inside of our brain and who can detach and have an out-of-body experience. I tend to think that that metaphor gets us into a lot of trouble, that it, it's actually backwards. It's not that there's a ghost in the machine, the machine being our body. It's actually there's a machine inside the ghost, so to speak, that our consciousness, our true self is, is so large that the whole physical world is a tiny part embedded in it. This is where the paradigm exists. It's difficult to operate that way. With that understanding, it's much more easy to operate with the understanding that you are driving this vehicle, that you are the, the consciousness, the sentience, the self, whatever which one you use, is, is operating this incarnation and operating this vehicle. And to me, that this is my direct experience. To me, this is what self-realization is, is to realize the self and that everything that it is connected to, not just what the body can experience. The body can experience very little. It can only experience the frequencies that the five senses are attuned to and a part of, which is a fragment of what is, literally a fragment of what is. So there has to be some form of detachment from body-mind, or we never even experience our own higher consciousness. All of the mystics and masters that whoever walked this earth and continue to walk this earth experience exactly what it is that I'm talking about. It's only through detachment of the five physical senses the body-mind complex, it's not to shun it, but it's to cease to identify with it. And we gain a level of detachment from it. We still animate it. And clearly, we're not what the body-mind produces. We're not our thoughts. If we were our thoughts, when our thoughts pass, we'd pass too. We're not our emotions. If we were our emotions, when our emotions pass, we would pass too. We're certainly not the body because we're the awareness of what goes on with the body. We know when something feels good, doesn't feel good. So we're the awareness inside the captain. We're the awareness of what's going on with the body. And because we're not the body, we're not the experiences that the body has. We are beyond all of that. It's a vehicle to experience physical reality. It is part of and attuned to it. What we are is a part of and attuned to the greater reality, the higher mind, and divinity directly. Let's talk about some of your other magic tricks or, or, or shortcuts. One that I recall that I liked is imagine yourself being empty as a balloon. And when we do this, we, our, our frequency and our, our vibration starts to rise because we're no longer identifying with anything of the physical. And the physical are the lowest frequencies, what we call the third dimension. From my experience, it's the third frequency, but that's okay. When we start to imagine that we're totally empty, 
There's no more any identification with the physical, and we actually start to feel more like ourselves. And so it fosters that detachment. We still experience physical reality. We're still here. You and I are still here. But we become more of what we are and attuned to more of what we are when we start to imagine that we're hollow, like a balloon, because the truth of the matter is, I think scientists today said we're, what, 99.9999% empty space? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just energy vibrating at a specific frequency. Now, our sentience, our consciousness is literally attuned to everything. It's part of everything. You can't experience these things without detachment. And that's why, to me, it is literally the single most important thing to work on is to be able to start to access more of what we really are through this detachment. And one way, like you said, is to imagine that you're just hollow, like a balloon. No bones, no blood, no ligaments, no tendons. And then imagine what that feels like. Tangibly imagine what that feels like to be completely hollow. Now the higher mind starts to come online. Because we're no longer identifying with the physical form. This is the key to unlocking higher consciousness. This is the key to unlocking our divinity. It's not through attachment to the physical form. It's through detachment, appreciating the physical form, not shunning the physical form, but to realize the truth. You are not this. You are beyond this. You are beyond thought. You are beyond belief. You are beyond concept. You are beyond earthly experience. And only through detachment do we start to realize this. And when we start to realize this, Jeff, this planet is going to change. It's not going to change through the intellect. The intellect fragments, compartmentalizes, and divides. It doesn't unify. It's a tool. It's a fantastic tool. It's a necessary tool. But that's what it is. A tool. Detachment gives you access to the tool belt. It gives you access to everything. And so for me, from my personal experience... This is the key, detachment. Another one of the exercises, the shortcuts that you have, as I recall, has to do with giving yourself permission to let go of this burden that we sometimes think it, that, that we are destined to go through life carrying a kind of heavy sack of baggage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I think I call it like the groceries, carrying the groceries around, right? So if we go shopping... And we got, you know, one bag of groceries in one hand, another bag. You know, after a while, those, those, those grocery bags get heavy, right? Your hands hurt, your shoulders hurt, your neck hurts, your back hurts, legs hurt from carrying all that around, right? Those are all your thoughts, emotions, identifications, experiences, memories, right? We start carrying that around every single moment. It uses up our energy. We exhaust ourselves trying to carry the groceries around, trying to carry all our attachments and identifications around. So the idea, just like you said from the book, Jeff, the idea is just, just put the groceries down. Just put them down, which requires no effort. No effort. And that's what is so important about, uh, from my perspective, the teachings in this book. They don't require an effort because the truth doesn't require your participation. Lies do. 
And so we're simply returning to what we really are. It requires no effort, no participation. Put all the ideas, the beliefs, the expectations, the ruminations, the concepts, none of these things which are actually you. These are things you've perceived. And you're the awareness of these things. Just put them down like groceries. Just let go. Give yourself permission to let go. And just watch how much better you feel. How much happier you are. How lighter you are. And watch your sense of self-judgment. And then, th- and then, therefore, judgment of others leaves you. It's the key to wisdom and compassion, because then we see things for what they really are. Another expression of you, another, another consciousness operating, just like you are, trying to do the best that they can. And therefore, we can be compassionate towards them, because we've put our baggage down. And many people are carrying a great deal of baggage, and they're suffering. The best thing we can do is provide an example of what it looks like not to have to do that. And then they can see there is a way out of their own suffering. Well, you went through an example of uh, extreme suffering, having been diagnosed with permanent paraplegia, having uh, half a dozen other diagnoses. Your body is racked with pain. You're stuck in a hospital. Uh, It must be at at a time like that. It must feel for many people, obviously not quite for you, overwhelming that, you know, this is your uh, destiny, that there's no choice. Yeah, and it's detachment. Exactly, Jeff. It's detachment that removes all of that, that makes all of that manageable by not identifying with it and just realizing it's something that you're aware of, but you're this awareness that is untouched by it all. Because I am untouched by body-mind. We don't realize this. Hopefully these teachings change this for humanity. We are untouched by what goes on with the body-mind. We're the awareness of it. Just like we've used the analogy, Jeff, with the, the sun and the clouds, right? Clouds obscure the, uh, obfuscate the sun. And what do clouds produce? Rain, sleet, snow, tornado, hurricane, bad weather doesn't touch the sun. It never touches the sun. The sun is unscathed. What we are, this sentience, this self, this consciousness, this energy is untouched by body-mind. So it didn't matter to me what was going on with me. And yes, it was about as uh, challenging, I guess, right? About as challenging a situation as maybe a human being can have. Completely non-functional body that you can't feel, racked with unbelievable pain and just filled with disease. And of course, told that there's no way out. So... Mm -hmm. When I woke up from surgery, I was detached from it all. And I worked on my body-mind like a mechanic would work on a car. I was detached enough. The suffering stopped, Jeff. I still feel pain because I'm inside this vehicle and I'm aware of body sensations. I'm aware of the sensations. So I still feel pain, but I don't suffer. And I didn't suffer even through that experience. And so this detachment, is the key for suffering to stop. It's through detachment. It's not nullification of body-mind. It's non-identification. I still use my body. I still enjoy my body. I still talk with my hands, right? But I don't identify with what's going on. I'm free of the identification. I'm free from 
limiting myself to just what it is that I perceive. I am the perception, pure perception, untouched. And it's through, it's through detachment. This is the way that we can transcend suffering. I didn't say pain, although there's, there's, you know, tips in the book about how to deal with pain because I had to learn how to deal with, you know, high level of pain, but the suffering stops. The suffering stops. And when that stops, our entire quality of life is elevated by an order of magnitude. At the same time, you had to regain the function of your legs to learn to walk, to run, to climb. And that must involve, you describe it as a mechanic working on a car. But while you were actually going through the walking, the climbing, the running, were you simultaneously activating the body while detached from it? Uh, I, I put myself through levels of, uh, I guess we'll say pain and agony, uh, that most people would have great pause before doing so. Uh, I, I was told that if I continued with what I was doing, I would snap my entire ribcage uh, by a medical professional. My answer was, I'm willing to break everything in order to put it back together correctly. Now that, I only share that because one, that is the mindset of total victory. That's what it looks like and sounds like. Now I did put myself through torture, falling down, pushing myself constantly. The pain to reignite all those dead nerves and almost like recreate those nerve pathways. The pain was astronomical. It was the kind of pain that you just want to start screaming. And the only way I could do this was through this certain level of detachment to realize that I was the one bringing in this life force through me, through all those different uh, ascend of frequency steps of the healing technique. But it is absolutely not. The only way to do things like this is through detachment. You, you can't do it if you identify with what's going on. It would be overwhelming. And look at look at how we suffer. It's because we identify with every thought, every emotion, every bodily experience. We overwhelm ourselves. And the truth of the matter is, we're not those things. We're the awareness of them. And it's only through detachment do we gain this. And the most powerful intellect, the most powerful intellect is the intellect that is imbued from the self directly, not just what comes in through the five senses. So when we start to work with these things in the way, from my perception, the way that I'm talking about, this is when we start to become superhuman. This is when we start to do things like unparalyze ourselves or be able to access all, all this information and connectivity that I'm able to do. It's only through detachment. I was only able to put my body back together through detachment, through a higher state of consciousness by detaching from the identification with my body, mind, and all I want for human beings is to stop their own suffering and to stop the cause of suffering of others. And the only way to do that is to recognize that what is within you is also within everyone else. And the body-mind doesn't afford that. It just doesn't. And the body-mind also does not afford to be able to decode intention. There's a lot of things that go on on this planet that seem like it's the right thing to do. It meets a logic and linearity program within our mind, and we just go with it. But the intention behind these things are not pure. 
And so humanity gets coerced and manipulated constantly. And the only way to, to recognize intention is through detachment. So you can start to literally intuitively understand what is really happening here. It's only through detachment do our higher intuitive functions come online where we be able to decode the things that go on here that actually trick the body, mind, and the intellect. Well, when it came to your healing, as, as you've just described it, detachment was the first step. Uh, then you described another step which you, if I recall correctly, you, you talked about as a commitment to total victory. Yes, yes. So one of the things in the book I talk about is to know specifically what it is that you're going to achieve. Okay, single-pointedness of purpose, bringing all of our higher mind and all of our energy to one single thing. Now, when we do that properly, that one single thing has a far greater chance of coming into manifestation by operating that way. This is how we operate in a powerful way, because all of us, all of our mind, our higher mind, our finite mind, our energy, and our body of energy is going towards one thing. So knowing specifically what it is that we're going to achieve. And for me, walking, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to walk. My hospital room was right by the window. I'd see all the doctors and nurses carrying their Starbucks every day, walking right past me. There's nothing I wanted more than to just stand and walk. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And in fact, there was nothing in my mind other than I'm going to walk. So the single pointedness of purpose and harnessing, this is the key to success. This is the key to victory. This is the key to transcendence, because when we harness ourselves this way, we can do anything. And I mean anything. We can unparalyze ourselves. We can talk to God. We can do any of these things. So the single pointedness of purpose is really the key by harnessing ourselves properly. And Jeff, the precursor, as you just said, is detachment. If you're already attached to a whole bunch of stuff, you can't do this. If you're attached to this belief or this concept or this experience, your energy is already stuck to that. So you cannot harness all of yourself. Detachment is power. It's the opposite of what people, everything here is the opposite. Detachment is power. You get all your energy back. We become fierce in the best way when we're detached because we have all of ourself, all of our energy, all of our higher mind, all of our finite mind is now at our disposal. We can do anything. And this, this is the future of humanity yet again. At this point in time, having cured yourself of paraplegia, you no longer need to have that purpose as your main focus. I gather your main focus now is the teaching work you do. Yes, exactly. So for me, it's more just to um, express myself and through that expression, uh, these understandings, teachings, whatever you want to call them, uh, elevate humanity. They, they change people's lives. They help people move forward in whatever it is that they have gotten stuck with. So, yeah, so my, my main focus is just to simply share what it is that I experience tangibly and simply report back in terms of what it is that I understand, what it is that I've done, the things that I've helped other people with. I just simply, it's not that I want to help Jeff. I want to change everything here. I want to change it. Transformation. Humanity has, has been shackled by their own egomon identity. 
but it has been shackled. And these teachings allow you to detach from those shackles. And they give everyone self-empowerment. They give everyone their power back. And they give them, it gives them permission to access their own higher mind and to achieve the things that they want to achieve, even if everyone tells them it's impossible. Because I had very well-meaning, very well-educated people who only had my best interest, for sure. Just tell me what I was doing was crazy. It's absolutely impossible. RJ, get your house retrofitted. You're a paraplegic. And take all these medications forever. You can't, you're not going to get better. You can't. It's, it's not possible. I had, they, they, everyone said that. And it's not the case. And detachment was the first step of this. Well, what a valuable lesson for everyone and what a incredible goal that you have for yourself to actually transform humanity. That's a tall order. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, feels right, though. Feels right, though. So uh, as funny as it sounds, uh, I'm just me. I'm just being myself. Uh, it's this. This is me. This is authentic RJ, whoever RJ is. But this this is just what I feel is in my heart. Uh, I feel this transcendence. Everyone is capable of this. Humanity just hasn't been taught properly. They just haven't been educated properly. And, and in some ways, maybe they haven't had a, uh, uh, a tangible example, maybe, of, of what that looks like, you know, here, so to speak, incarnate or in a body. And, and so I, it's inevitable. I mean, it's absolutely inevitable. And I just want to do the best, the best job I can. That's really all I'm interested in doing. It's all from love. It's all from love. What I share is what's in my heart, literally. And the more that you share love, the more love that you feel. It's just never ending. And so it's joyous to be able to do this. And just to add to that, Jeff, it's, there's a level of, um, when there's total detachment from ego mind identity, and part of that is the body-mind, right? Because the foundation of the ego-mind identity is identification with the, with the physical vehicle. When, when there's real detachment, Jeff, from my experience, um, you actually feel the life force flowing through you tangibly. And you're compelled or impelled to do, to do what it is that you do. I feel impelled to do these things. I don't think I can stop I'd have to work against what flows through me. And it's almost like you're carried. And I think part of this is a state of grace, too. Uh, there's no resistance. I'm not trying or efforting. It's just, it's just flowing through. And all I need to do is make sure I stay out of the way. That's really it. And when we start to operate this way, Jeff, this, this planet is going to change. Because it's changed many times before. We've done a whole bunch of the stuff that I'm rambling on and on about. We've done it before, right? We just have amnesia, unfortunately. And so maybe, maybe these teachings in this book and all my rambling and all and on will just spark a remembrance inside of everyone. I feel a very similar calling, uh, a, a very similar, you use the word impelled. I'm impelled to do what I do here on the media, uh, to shine the spotlight on people like you for very much the same reasons and, and coming from very much the same place. I resonate with what you're doing, and uh, that's why it's a great joy to have this time with you, and I know we're going to continue. Yes. Uh 
It's wonderful, Jeff. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me to, to be on your show over and over again. You and I both really enjoy our interactions, but I can't thank you enough, my friend. It's my great pleasure, and uh, not only for myself, but for the audience as well, RJ. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. And for those of you watching or listening, thank you for being with us. Thank you.